Hello and welcome to the International Society of Hypertension podcast. My name is Associate Professor Francine Marcus from Monash University, Australia, and I'm the chair of the uh, Mentoring and Training Committee. Today, I have the pleasure to interview Professor Xinhua uh, Jen, Professor of Medicine, Beijing Hypertension League Institute in China, and also the president of the World Hypertension League. President Zeng, uh, welcome and thank you for joining us today. It's a great honor. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great honor for me to join this broadcast. Um, so let's get started. So can you tell us what the World Hypertension League is and what its main role is? Right. Thank you. So the World Hypertension League is a professional society. The members of World Hypertension League are national or regional organizations that work for prevention and control of hypertension, cardiovascular diseases, or risk factors. So it's a slight different from ISH. The World Hypertension League do not have individual personal members. They are only half member organizations. That's, uh, mm, that's what it is about World Hypertension League. And the main role for World Hypertension League is to promote, support, and implement the best policies and the clinical practice for prevention and control of hypertension, specifically at the population or community level globally, uh, not focus on individual patients or individual specific requirements. Basically, focus on the policies and uh, promote best practice for population level or community level based hypertension control and prevention. That's right. important work, yeah. And can you tell us how you got involved with hypertension and also with the word hypertension league? Right, um, as I was trained as an epidemiologist, for cardiovascular disease. And hypertension is a major risk factor of cardiovascular disease. Uh, my career largely related to research and the teaching of cardiovascular disease and hypertension because I'm trained as an epidemiologist of cardiovascular disease and clinical medicine. So that gives me opportunities to work with or meeting with hypertension professionals through research projects and conferences, and have the chance to work with the World Hypertension League and its board members. So slowly join the um, projects, then meetings, and then become a member, board member of World Hypertension League. That's the way I joined World Hypertension League. Oh, how wonderful. And can you tell us uh, how uh, you became president of the league? Uh, what was the drive behind it? Right. Uh, as I just mentioned, the member of World Hypertension League are national or regional organizations. So anyone who are a representative of your country's organization work for hypertension, then and your organization is a member of World Hypertension League, then you got the opportunity to be nominated by board members as a president-elect. So uh, I'm a representative of Chinese Hypertension League. 
and the Chinese Hypertension League is the member of World Hypertension League. So I got an opportunity to become a board member. And then uh, I'm nominated by my colleagues, board members, uh, as a president elect. Then from the last uh, September, um, I become the these terms of president of World Hypertension League. I'm nominated by the board members of World Hypertension League and the president. And I'm willing to work with the uh, World Hypertension League to achieve its mission. That's to improve hypertension control and prevention globally. Thank you. Um, that's uh, amazing. And I'm sure you have impressed many on the board to get to this uh, uh, point. Now being the president, uh, what an uh, honor and achievement as well. And uh, I want to talk to you next about mentoring. Um, can you define for us your men mentorship experience in one word? That's hard because I have many words <laughs> to say, but very helpful. Helpful is the key words. The mentorship for my career, for even for my work, my job, and everything is very helpful. And do you think mentoring is important and why is that the case? It is important, very important. It helps mentees, for example, myself, technically for your research work. You know, your mentors can share their, their experiences, their knowledge, their networks with you and guide you to, you know, to achieve your goal uh, more uh, efficiently. That's very important. And also environmentally support you, is, uh, introduce you to the professional networks that's very helpful to widen your, you know, your vision and uh, encourage you to do more work. I think that's very, very helpful. Yeah. When in your career did you realize you needed a mentor? Um, I actually never formally assigned a mentor, but I, I myself took everyone which is helpful and uh, uh, whoever know more than me, I took them as my mentor. Um, I think in every stage of your life, you need a mentor, um, but don't necessarily formally assign one for you or have a contract agreement or whatever like that, but it is very helpful. Indeed, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, have your mentors changed through the years? Do you still have mentors today? Um, as I just mentioned, I never have a formally assigned mentor, but I do have mentors all the time. Uh, from, I think, the senior high school, start from that, your teachers, your uh, supervisors, your senior colleagues, and scholars, you know, you just meet from the conferences. So whoever helped you and whoever, you know, know more than you do, and you can take that as your mentor, and they definitely helpful. 
myself learned a lot from them and they helped me enormously in my career. So uh, I still take other people as my mentor and I also mentor other people. So that's very important a way to help each other, not just you know officially working relationships. It's nice to hear in our community how we, most of us feel that we need to pay it forward and mentor other people as well because we receive their help as well. So that's really right. lovely. Um, and talking about mentees, can you give me examples of ways that you have helped your mentees? Um, I think um, most, uh, most of the cases I'm a supervisor for postgraduate student or undergraduate student. And in most of the situation I mentored in the scientific way to you know guide their research works and introduce them to my networks. That's the most situation and also sometimes can also give them you know life experiences uh, to help them work. Uh, that's the uh, way uh, I help my mentees. And what traits do you think the perfect mentee has? The perfect mentee is their focus on what they would like to do and consistent, not change, you know, they're interesting very often and not influenced by outside. I think in that way, they will not waste your time. You teach them and you support them and they can work on it, not just, you know, a few days interesting, few years and they change something else, everything just a waste. Yeah, that's the, um, that's what I think the, the perfect mentee is, is, you know, have to go and focus on that and can consistently work on it. Yeah, no, that's really important. I think you have the drive. Yeah, I agree. And do you have any advice on how to identify a good training environment? Um, I think a good training environment for mentees, uh, for uh, junior researchers, is uh, very good, relevant to your interest in the working team and the working project. Because you're not just reading and learning, but you have to work with them. And uh, through the working process, you learn from whole working team, cooperate with working team, learn from everyone, and uh, participant the whole project and that's the best way to learn so i think a good training environment not just one person but better have a relevant working team and relevant projects just depend on you know the mentees interest and what they want to do right no, absolutely. I, I highly agree that the whole team matters because while the supervisor has, you know, the contact and perhaps the funding, uh, some of the starting ideas for projects, it is so important for the whole culture of the team and for the peer learning as well. So I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yes, I learned a lot from the, you know, the team discussion. Everyone's view and their, you know, their view and their opinions and their experience, even their lessons are very, very helpful. 
So I think the 14 treatment is very important. I agree. Yeah. And uh, something that we hear a lot when we're trying to uh, match mentees and mentors is that the mentees are scared of talking to the mentors. And do you, um, do you have any advice or, or how did you overcome talking to someone that you uh, found intimidating? Um, that sometimes happens, but not very often in medical societies. People are most of the time professionals, they are nice. <laughs> and, but in some cases, you'll find, especially the new mentors, you're not very familiar with and never working with them, don't know how to you know, deal with. I think the best way to ask uh, his colleagues, ask you know, people already know him, work with him or her, ask them how they talk to this person and not make people you know, feel uncomfortable. And I think learn from other people, then you know how to work with your mentors. Basically, you're not only working with one-to-one, -one, just one person, that you know, like working, even talk with the, you know, the secretary is very helpful. No, absolutely. Very good idea. And I want to talk to you also about some of the recent challenges that we're facing in our society. And I was wondering if you can tell me from your personal experience, what do you think is the biggest issue around diversity and inclusion that we're facing and how we can change that in hypertension research and also hypertension awareness? Um, that's uh, really a big issue, but just in, uh, something like uh, the whole world, you can't change many things, but uh, in the case by case way, <clears throat> you better find something, you know, consistent and uh, some common issues to work together. Um, otherwise, it's very difficult to get the ideal world, you know, uh, everything is similar as you expected. Um, that's almost not possible. So we know we can't change everyone, everything. We just have to deal with it case by case, trying to find the common issues and work together. Uh, and uh, basically, if you know the evidence and trying to, you know, to talk to people, um, focus on what you're supposed to do, not by this, you know, the diversity and inclusions make that, you know, the change in the trail. That's uh, not <laughs> very nice and uh, basically waste everyone's time, I think. And do you have any advice specifically for women in our field? Hmm, I do not have much experience on the problem for the women working in our field. Um, I have been, I had worked in many countries, uh, even in Australia for many years, in the environment in China, in Australia, and also in um, some European countries. Um, I did not face much things about women. You know, the it's all depend on the individuals. You have to balance your life and your career. And if you can do same as a man. And I think 
this should be no problem at all. I, I don't think they need a specific life. But I do know in some part of the world, women uh, are treated differently and uh, do not have enough chance as a man or not treated equally. But I don't have much experience on that kind of uh, environment. But basically, I think no matter you are man or woman, depend on how much you contributed to the society, to the, you know, to the world. And uh, basically, gender is not a big issue for me. Uh, I agree that it shouldn't be a, a big issue, but it still is an issue in many places. And, uh, yes, I know that. Yeah, mm. there's a lot but of work. But I now that's wonderful that you don't you haven't experienced that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think that's a good reflection on you and also on the uh, World Hypertension League. Right, and also ISH have so many, you know, the female leadership. Uh, I I think in in most places in the professional societies, um, gender is not a big issue. Yeah, but I do agree that in some part of the world or some societies, women do have difficulty to work equally as a man. And uh, do you have any ideas about what our community can do better to support our junior researchers during the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, yeah, 2020 is not a nice time for the whole history. The COVID-19 pandemic is a disaster for the whole world. Um, it's not only take lives, but also exhaust healthcare resources in many places and influence the daily life and work conditions. But in other way, for medical society, for junior, medical-related researchers, it probably is a special opportunity for them because it's not happen always and not common happen. So it's a special opportunity to learn how to deal with this kind of pandemic and how to, you know, if this happens, how to help with yourself, help the family, help the patients and the whole community. Apart from that, it also gives our junior researchers or whole society a special opportunity to do some research work. And uh, it's not possible in a normal time. I, I think the COVID-19, not only a disaster to kill the people, to exhaust the health resources, but also provide a special opportunities for us to learn how to deal with this pandemic, how to help yourself, your patients, your communities, and also provide a special research topics uh, because you know the coronavirus has a specific interactions with you know the racism and also mess up with the you know the training the treatment and outcomes. So this provide opportunity for a lot of research works 
and I'm very sure many, many related research projects are ongoing. I think the whole society or our community can help is um, let the people, the senior research workers, uh, recruit more junior research locally, let them join the efforts and learn from this opportunity, and maybe probably help them establish their own career through this specific opportunity. I don't think other things more important than opportunity take it. Otherwise, after several months or whole years, it's all gone. You know, you don't have the opportunity to do it anymore. So this is very special. Just to encourage our junior researchers to join these efforts. And uh, I think advocacy for our senior research workers to help more locally, help more junior researchers join the work. I, I think that's a very important thing to do now. Yes, yeah, very true. Yes, very true. Yes. Well, that was my last question. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today and uh, share a little bit with us our, uh, your experience in this area. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much.